What is up, everybody? I am Sean, and I am back, back again for another episode of the Slinging Scuds podcast. This is the 31st time we have gotten together. A lot of podcasts, a lot of talking. Gonna get right into the action. San Francisco Giants, a lot of stuff to talk about for those guys. Uh, just finished off a 10-game homestand. 5-5 five and five on the homestand. Not great, but considering how rough things have been this year, it's, it's certainly an improvement. Took two out of three from the Cleveland Indians. Dropped three out of four to the Padres. They still just can't figure out how to beat the Padres. And then they came back and took two out of three from the Pirates to finish off the homestand. Not bad at all. Very much an improvement for a team that's, you know, sitting in the cellar 25 games under 500. But moving in the right direction, I guess. This is, you know, at least a good stretch, sort of. We are less than a week away from the trade deadline now. The Giants have already started moving on Tuesday. They made their first move, and it was trading Eduardo Nunez to the Boston Red Sox. It's been a rough year for the team overall, but Nunez was one of the few players actually performing, one of the very few bright spots for the team. He was a great presence on the team, always happy, always had a huge smile on his face, one of those big, contagious smiles where you see it and it makes you smile. And and he was performing well on the field. He started a little slow, but his last... 40 games for the Giants. He was absolutely tremendous. Hit 354, 378, 506 on his slash line. Just, just a great all-around player in that stretch of games, and he was really one of the reasons that the team was interesting to watch. Uh, he's been playing hurt for a while. His hamstrings have been a problem. He got hit by a pitch uh, on Tuesday right in the elbow. So you know when he first gets pulled, you start to think, well, maybe his elbow is bothering him after that, but you know, you, you get the Bochi hug, and you get him hugging his teammates. You see him pulling all his stuff and uh, and heading down the tunnel, and you realize, uh, he's not hurt. He's leaving. And uh, it was a weird scene. The Giants were up 10 to nothing in the fifth inning, and Nunez is on deck, and he gets called back, and he's gone just like that. You know, you, you knew this was coming. You knew the Giants were going to be trading some guys, and Eduardo Nunez was easily movable as far as contract and and performance he's off as a rental for the Boston Red Sox going to try and help them through their pennant run second straight year he's been traded from a bad team to a contending team so we'll see what he can do hopefully he does well over in his new digs and uh, maybe he can get himself a ring and maybe come back to the Giants he's he said before he's not going to hold a trade against the Giants and if they want him back he can come back, and I think if he were to come back, he would be an excellent piece to have off the bench. He's versatile. He can play a lot of different positions. Play him okay. He's not a great defender, but he, he certainly tries. Uh, great speed when he's healthy. Uh, still lead, He leads the team in stolen bases, 18. Probably not going to get caught this year in that category for the Giants. They're just not a running team with not a whole lot of speed. No, he, He's just a great clubhouse guy. He's one of those great glue guys you hear about that even on this bad team like this, he keeps things light, he's fun, he's just a good all-around guy. And in his post-game interview with Amy G on uh, NBC Bay Area, he actually apologized for getting traded. He's, I'm sorry for leaving you guys, <laughs> nothing to apologize for. This is, He played so well that he actually had trade value on a team that really doesn't have a lot of guys with a whole bunch of trade value, and it's... You know, nothing to apologize for. I'll, I'll admit that gave me a little bit of the misty eyes. He's 
great guy, and uh, to, for him to look in the camera and to say, I'm sorry for leaving, it, it speaks volumes to the kind of guy he is. And in return, they get two prospects from the Red Sox. 22-year-old Sean Anderson, right-handed pitcher. He's in high A ball, so he'll go to San Jose with the Giants. He's got a live fastball, 92 to 97-ish. And he's got a, a wide array of plus pitches. He can throw a slider. He can throw a cutter. He can throw a changeup, a curveball. He's got a lot of different things he can show. Wasn't a starter in college. He played for the University of Florida, and that was a very stacked rotation during his time at, at U of F. So he, was, he served as the closer, became a third-round pick in 2016, and he's put together some good numbers in the Red Sox organization. I think that is a major league player in the future, maybe a back-end of the rotation guy. Definitely has a future in some capacity. He could probably be a reliever. Maybe that guy who can throw two innings at a time and give you solid stuff and strike a bunch of guys out. We'll see about that. He hasn't had great strikeout numbers in Boston's organization, but we'll see how the Giants uh, try to tune him, see what they can get out of him. And they also got Gregory Santos. This is one of those lottery ticket kind of players. He's 17 years old, pitching out of the Dominican Summer League. Great numbers, 30 innings. He's only allowed three runs, so a a .9 ERA. Very good stuff. Another guy with a hot fastball. And he's he's only 17, so it's going to be some time before he – we figure out if he's a career minor leaguer or if this is a guy that can contribute as a reliever, as maybe a starter. We'll, we'll see when we get there. He's had some trouble finding the strike zone, but you know that's pretty much any 17-year-old with a big fastball is going to have trouble finding the strike zone. So I trust the Giants' uh, development staff to put this guy together and We'll see what we get out of them. So they basically turned one prospect last year into a year of great third baseman and two prospects, one of whom is a lottery ticket and the other is seems like a major league pitcher. So I, I, I think they did pretty well there. Eduardo Nunez, uh, his departure opens the door now for Pablo Sandoval. Yeah, Sandoval is back with the Giants. I'm sure you've heard about that by now. It's been a pretty big story for the past week. Designated for assignment by the Red Sox. Cleared waivers. Of course he did. Nobody was going to take on that contract. And then he signs a minor league deal with the Giants. He's playing in A Sacramento at this point. I wasn't a fan of the signing initially. I was worried about how his comments in the past would affect team chemistry right now. And, and maybe some guys wouldn't be happy to have him back. Um... And so far, none of his, none of the teammates, the, none of the current Giants, his former teammates, have come out and said anything bad. Of course, they haven't. It, it seems like they're all just on the same page that they want somebody here who can help them win. And if Pablo Sandoval can find any kind of the form he had from 2009 to 2014, he can definitely help them win some games. They need all the help they can get at this point. So I'm basically on that line of thought right now. If he can help the team win games, then sure, let's see what we've got. He's been with uh, AAA Sacramento. There's only two games, two for six with a double, a couple of walks. He scored the game-winning run on a walk-off hit on Wednesday night, so that's pretty cool. But depending on how this goes at Sacramento, if he gets hurt, whatever, depending on all that, he's likely going to be back in a Giants uniform very soon. Probably a week to 10 days, let him get 40-50 at-bats in the minor leagues, get his uh, his win back. He was off for a while with the Red Sox. So let's see what we have. And 
it can turn into a really good contract. The Giants have him for the rest of if they add him to the major league roster. They have him for the rest of the season. They have him for the next two seasons on team options at the major league minimum because the Red Sox are still paying his contract. So it could turn into another one of those scrap heap deals that pays big. If not, they can just decline his team option and really no harm, no foul. But of course, like I said, this is trade season and it, the Eduardo Nunez deal is probably not the last trade we're going to see before the deadline. Guys like uh, Johnny Cueto and Jeff Samarja in the rotation are getting some traction as potential targets. Samarja, of course, has the partial no-trade clause. He can only go to eight teams. He can veto deals to all but eight teams, basically, and uh, the list is pretty much all contenders at this point. So it's pretty unlikely that Zamarja gets moved with you know that much time left on his deal and that much money left to be spent. Johnny Cueto, he's still on the disabled list. He's supposed to be back next Monday. We'll see how that goes. But with his poor performance this year and the blister problems that have just impacted him all season long, it's hard to see him actually getting moved. Plus the no, the uh, opt-out, the potential opt-out after the season, that, that also hurts uh, talks a little bit. So, you know, who knows how this is going to play out. Guys like uh, Hunter Strickland, George Contos, Nick Hundley, the backup catcher, have all been mentioned. So uh, we'll probably see at least one guy getting moved between now and next Monday. But from everything that uh, Bobby Evans and Brian Sabian have said, it seems like the Giants, instead of being extremely active at the deadline this year, are going to try to do it in the offseason. The offseason is a better time for trades because there's more teams who are willing to deal. You know, a team who thinks, well, we had a rough year, but maybe we're one or two pieces away. They can trade it for a guy like Samarja, a guy like... Uh, Denard Spann, maybe, you know, guys like that, they can get moved easier in the offseason when there's a lot more teams willing to listen to trade talks. So I wouldn't expect too much, I guess, is what I'm saying. I wouldn't expect too much at the deadline, but the offseason, you know, things might get a little exciting. But let's talk about current Giants uh, and Giants who are probably going to be Giants for a long time, some rookies. We're talking about Kyle Crick. Miguel Gomez, these are two guys that I have seen a lot of the last few weeks and two guys that I've been very impressed with the last few weeks. Kyle Crick, 11 games now into his big league career, 2.03 ERA, 1.20 whip. He doesn't have those big strikeout numbers he had when he was in the minor leagues, but he's throwing a lot more strikes. He The, he, the last couple outings have been a few more walks than we've seen from him this year, but I think he's still, you know, he looks fine. He's not getting, He's not giving up a lot of hard contact at all. Even when he's getting hit, it's just ground balls and soft pop-ups. I, I really have enjoyed what I've seen from Kyle Crick. And I think he's got a, a very bright future in this bullpen. Yeah, when you pair him with guys like Will Smith, who'll be back next year, and Sam Dyson and Mark Melanson, maybe a Hunter Strickland if he sticks around, Josh Osich, who had a rough outing on Monday, but before that had been a lot better with his command and was throwing three different speeds with good command, which is... A lot more than we have seen from him in a while. I think this has the potential to be a really good bullpen in the future. You know, Osich has a lot of years of team control left. Sam Dyson and Will Smith are under team control through 2020. Mark Melanson has the opt-out next year, but if he doesn't opt-out, he's got three more years on his deal, or two years after the opt-out, whatever. You know what I mean. But this, this is 
a good group and they have the potential to be together for a long time. So this could turn into maybe not quite the core four, but a really good encore edition of it. Then you have Miguel Gomez, a second baseman throughout the minor leagues. And of course we have Joe Panic playing second for San Francisco. So Gomez has mainly been a bench bat coming in late in the games for uh, San Francisco, but I've really been impressed with him as well. Five hits and 17 at bats, a couple doubles, uh, had a double that led to the game-winning run on Wednesday. So he has this great approach. I really like his approach. He's not up here to take pitches. He is not the kind of guy who's going to work counts and and take a lot of walks. He's up there to swing the bat. And when he does, he usually puts good swings on. He has great line drives. He can use the entire field. He's not a guy that's going to hit for a lot of power, but I think he's got line drive power. He can smoke some doubles all around the field. He, he'll be maybe a 30-double guy if he gets that kind of time and with his swing. And I think the most impressive thing about Gomez is he came straight from double A, and he hasn't looked overpowered at all. There's not a lot of guys out there throwing great stuff who are just blowing it by him, and he looks overmatched completely. He comes up, he puts on good at-bats. He, he puts on good at-bats against good pitchers. And coming straight from double-A, that's not easy to do. So I, I've been very impressed with Miguel, and I, I hope he gets some a little more time as the season goes on because I, I think they might really have something here. But but we'll see as time goes on exactly how they want to use him. He's been great off the bench, so that's a big plus in his favor. Uh, not much left here for me to talk about. One thing I want to give a quick shout-out to my boy Ari Adrianza over in Minnesota. Former Giant, of course, now with the Minnesota Twins. He's having a really good season, hitting close to 300. He's slugging around 400. Uh, he's basically their starting shortstop now, and he's, he's put together a nice little campaign in his first year with the Twins, uh, and I'm really happy for the kid. You know, he, he didn't get a whole bunch of time here with the Giants, and every time he started to play well and, and maybe look like he's putting it together at the big league level, he got hurt. You know, maybe just a, a bad hand he was he was dealt, but... I'm happy for the guy in Minnesota. It's really great to see. Awesome from him. It's good to hear about these former players who are off doing great things. So best of luck to him. And the Minnesota Twins are a surprising team this year. They're contending. They've fallen out of favor a little bit. They're a couple games under 500 now, five and a half back in the AL Central. But maybe they'll make some deals and, and try to get some holes filled and, and we'll see what they can do. That's what it's going to be for a lot of teams. It's going to be a hectic uh, trade deadline as it is every year, but uh, this year it might be a little calmer than normal. A lot of teams are way ahead in their divisional races. You know, the Astros are up 17 games, the Nationals up 12 and a half games, the Dodgers up 12 and a half games, and uh, the wild card isn't really that close in the NL, and the AL, it's it's a little closer, but, you know, the, uh, there's a really big gap between the top and the middle and the bottom, and it's you know, that creates a little bit of issue for teams that want to be sellers this year. It's sort of an unfortunate year for the Giants to be bad because not a whole lot of teams are actively looking because they're comfortable. So it's been a season of bad luck for the Giants, and that's just one more bad luck issue to put on them. But the next week is going to be interesting, the next five days or so. So we'll see how things go. See what is what the next time we talk. I'm, I'm sure there will be some new things to discuss. We'll figure it out. No Q&A this week. Uh, no interest in the Q&A. No questions. Nobody wants to have questions answered by yours truly. So we'll figure uh, So we'll get back on the horse next week for now. Thank you guys, of course, as always, for listening to me. Thank you for all your support and everything. 
really means a lot to me. Until next week, good night, and don't swing anything in the dirt. <laughs>